This program is not censored. Consider yourself warned. Lights, camera, action. When a script is written that is so bad that no one will film it, two men will bring it to life just so they can mock it. This is Table Reads. So the movie's a good part, which means your script ain't worth the buffalo shit on a nickel. Table Reads. With Sean McBee and Trevor Thompson. Well, with special guest, Kelly Levier. Sean is not here. Sean is, uh, Sean's in the bathroom peeing on his balls. But uh, Kelly's here. Hi, Kel. Can I call you Kel? Why do I always do that? I always keep your mic off. Sorry about that. I can't call you Kel? No. Can't call you Keenan? Key? She's okay with me calling her Keenan. Because I can't call her Kel. Keenan is my rap name. Exactly. It's everybody. And, and my last name is Thompson. So Keenan Thompson in the hizzy for shizzy, my nizzy. So who can I be? <laughs> who you are. Nobody. It's just it's just Keenan and Kel. It's not Keenan and Kel <laughs> and Sean Allen. <laughs> <laughs> Although, I do think that would be a funnier way of watching all that. Just like episodes of all that with you horribly blue screened in, doing your <laughs> shtick, running headfirst into lockers. Because, you know, that's what we were doing when that show was on. Yeah. Anyway, I believe this. like Nickelodeon all that? Yeah. There's no other all that. Well, I don't know. I mean, back in the Stone Age when you guys are from. a girl. All right. Your podcast. Take over. Oh, um... So, welcome to part four of Beetlejuice Goes Hawaiian, and we go crazy, because this is fucking terrible. <laughs> Guys, this script is bad. This is really bad. This is, like, worse than I was expecting, it's which not... is saying something, considering the title is Beetlejuice Goes Hawaiian. The title's the only good thing about it. Yeah. Is it good? She's... Yes. Listen, don't fuck with me. I know good titles, all right? George Lucas was like, I'm going to call it The Last Jedi. Kelly's sitting there the whole time thinking, Jesus, this script's even worse than The Company. (laughs) The Company. He's not wrong. (laughs) Well, he usually is, though. It's a fair thing. Anyway, I believe Sean was about to... Yeah, but on my podcast, I get to be right sometimes. Do you? Yeah, just not about how to pronounce lichen. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. No lichens here. Previously on Table Reads. Table Reads. Fuck. So this previously on is going to be pretty much the same as the last one because nothing happened <laughs> in our last episode. No, no, no. She went to the fucking... Well, okay, yeah. So the, the so let, me, let me get landscape there. Moon. Let me get there. Uh, Beetlejuice is... Don't say it two more times. Ah, fuck, it's so tempting. Then, then you'd get someone that could do his voice. <laughs> Beetlejuice in the afterlife is now in charge of nothing more than mopping up an afterlife grocery store. Bup, bup, bup. Which exists for some reason. And that's all he's got going on. Uh, meanwhile, in the real he's world... He's got more going on than me, actually. <laughs> meanwhile, in the real world, Lydia Dietz and her family are... Um, opening a hotel in Hawaii that the locals are none too happy about. These locals, by the way, are beatniks. They're peace-loving beatniks who are concerned about the ecological impact of the hotel. And one of them, Kilo, who is uh, getting involved romantically with Lydia, 
has kidnapped Charles, her father, in order to get him to talk to them. Uh, but his personal bodyguard, another Hawaiian guy named Bahuga, <laughs> comes and saves him and arrests Kimo. And in an attempt to save Kimo, Lydia goes to the local witch doctor, because that's a thing Hawaiians have. Uh, and he told and, her what to do. And his name is Mr. Maui. And he Be- likes to plant rice. Yes. Because this writer is a racist fucking douchebag who is about as culturally sensitive as Donald Trump's left nut. Good one. Shut up. That was good. I mean, not ha-ha good, but... You know, it was a spur of the moment, and uh, I suck. I suck, Trevor. You don't suck. I That's, suck. The reason I'm giving you shit is because you're better than that. If Kelly said it, I'd be like, ha-ha. Ha-ha! ha um, Anyway, in an attempt to rescue Kimo, uh, Lydia tells Rafi- uh, do- uh, Mr. Maui... Did you almost say Rafiki? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh... That she tried to summon him, some nameless him, and knowing that she could always just send him back by saying his name three times when she was done using him, uh, but he didn't respond. So what Technical she's question. done? Yes. So when you're sending him back, is it just like say his name three times ever, or does it have to be in a row? In a row. Okay. Yeah, you can't be like. Beetlejuice. Although I want you to go to the store, Beetlejuice. I, some, I, I mean, that would be some a time way to do it. can pass, but not a lot. Like there's there's a good like thirty seconds to a minute between Beetlejuices. But I don't think you the, can say anything between Beetlejuices. No, you can. She did in oh. the first one, but in fact, multiple people can say it. So the answer is <laughs> Gina Davis. Nebulous. Yes, but it's it's, it's like it's like uh, Gremlins rules. But rest assured, like the screen. How, r- how does the how does the the you can't yeah after time midnight. zones work? What yeah, the, you don't know Gremlins either. Nope, sorry. Anyway, the thing about Gremlins for oh wait no, it's just Kelly. Never mind. Everyone knows Gremlins, but yeah, you fuck. It's a good point though because like I guess you can't feed them before noon either, right? Because that's midnight to noon. Well, they come from China, right? So do you just go by? Chinese That's an interesting point. Yeah, fuck. right. I mean, well, no, that one was probably on because he he picked it up. He picked up the Mogwai in Chinatown, not China. Yeah, but so everything in Chinatown comes but he, from. But China. he's acclimated to fucking you know the old man's lifestyle, and he gets up in the morning at the same time as everybody else. It's one of it's, Joe Dante's best films. <laughs> <laughs> it is though. It is. Well, no, but it is. <laughs> it's. It's on par with Looney Tunes back in action. <laughs> but, honestly, uh, Key and Peele really had it right about the sequel. Yes. <laughs> so All of this will be in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> All of that was actually really in, in the, the movie. movie. Um, getting back to other shitty 80s movies, movie sequels, uh, Beetlejuice Goes Hawaiian. Uh, so, in an attempt to save Kimo... Uh, Mr. Maui helps Lydia to astrally project into the subatomic universe where she walks along a creamy ribbon to Ah! a sea of hydrogen, a silvery 
clear sea of hy- hydrogen. Yeah, we know what you're saying. Which she surfs across on a triangle that she found in the ground that isn't there. Like you do. Well, it grew. Not just on the ground. It grew from the... It, from some I, from I, molecules. I believe, from it, molecules. I believe it grew molecules. from a grain of rice, I thought. No, there's no rice in the subatomic world. She's... Maybe she's in a grain of rice? I don't know, man. I don't know. This shit's fucked. She's in a grain of rice. That would actually anyway. be cool. <laughs> so then there's a, there's a worm. She picks up a worm... And it's spiky, and she drops it because she's scared. And then not because the spikes hurt. And then she finds, and then she finds a, a window, and she looks through the window, and there's the Garden of Eden. Naturally. And she can't open the window, so she taps on it. it doesn't make a noise. That's there are important. no latches in heaven. And then, and then the worm, which had sprouted some dragonfly wings, flies up, crawls down her arm, and through the glass. And she's like, oh, and she touches the glass there, but it's solid. So she just gives up and leaves. That's. That whole window sequence? Totally inconsequential. Totally. She's just like, all right, well, that didn't work. I'm out. Hey, there's drafts in there, by the way. Oh, and some woman. There was some woman in there. With a posse of extinct animals. With a posse of extinct animals. And posse is not our word. That's the script, script writer's word. He's like, yeah, there's a posse of extinct animals. They're all wearing cross collars and shit. Um, and then uh, she finds a marble arch and she walks through the marble arch. Uh, into blackness. Fade in. Interior. Seminar room. On the stage at the far end of the room, a man with a disfigured face, comma, is speaking through a microphone, not knowing where commas go. Did you ever put a comma before the word is? I mean, come on. No. The room contains about ten chairs, on which sit an audience of accident victims, including a human head with a pair of feet attached to its neck. This sounds like the, uh... Dave. Yeah, it sounds like the, this, in the, in the actual movie where they're in the waiting room for the netherworld. Yeah. Oh, uh, however you, I'm telling Kelly, because she hasn't seen the original movie, even though we gave her homework. She didn't do the homework, did she? It's been a stressful week. Hmm... Kelly was worried she was going to get fired today. She didn't get fired. You didn't get fired, right? I did not. I oh, because you because she was typing. She is going to get fired. She didn't do her homework. I'm not going to fire her. Okay, fine. I have tenure. <laughs> um, I got seniority. So, uh, when you die, however you die, you fucking look like that. Great. Like there's a guy in the in the waiting room of the afterlife who got run over by a bus or something. Right. And he's just this big flat dude with like tire tracks <laughs> and he's just like hanging on hooks and he like goes through a slot in the wall. So how would someone with a pair of feet attached to their neck have died? Um, maybe a safe fell on his head. Because like there's apparently the cartoon time. logic. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. There, there, yeah. there is a, a certain level of cartoon yeah. logic. Okay. Okay. It's very cartoony actually. Like the uh, in fact, it's a PG movie. It, it's it's one of the only PG movies that has the word "fuck" in it. Was it PG, not PG thirteen? Yep. That's why I was surprised. I was like, "This is PG, huh? How yeah, did they get he, away with that?" It's the eighties. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah, I Re- mean Reaganomics. Uh, the Adventures of Baron von Munchausen had uh, Uma Thurman naked. Yeah, it was PG. It's because she's like not really human, so it didn't count as human nudity. Also, yeah, they didn't have PG thirteen then. Mm-hmm. By yeah, by Baron Munchausen, they hadn't made it yet. Yeah, um, the aforementioned uh, Gremlins was uh, one of the first PG thirteen movies. Yep, because it was 
creepy. It was it was like a little too scary for kids. My mom took me to see it when I was a little kid because she loves you. And the people at the theater were like, "Hey, look, this shit is not for kids. Yeah, like this is scary." And my mom was like, "I think he can fucking handle it." And I spent the whole movie with my hand over my eyes. <laughs> um. Which is weird. How come kids don't realize you can just close your eyes? Because they actually do want to peek through. I mean, I I have a a memory of the first time I saw the Thriller video when it was brand new, when I was four. I loved it. And I remember distinctly putting my thumbs in my ears and my hands over my eyes. Faggot. Could you not have just changed the channel? Someone else was watching it. I was four. I don't have control over the TV. What do you think this is? Kelly, comment. What do you think this is? I mean, I thought you had, you know, laid down the law by then, by four. What were you doing? I was fucking slacking. I was being. I think. Four. Uh, I think it's fairly evident that he doesn't have it together at thirty-eight. Yeah, let and, alone four. You know, the. Uh, I'm sure that at that point, everybody in the room really wanted to watch that video because they'd been hearing about it on the internet. Yes. Like probably everybody on Reddit was talking about the thriller video, and so clearly. <laughs> I bet you there is a fucking thriller thread on Reddit. Yeah. Probably. Threat. I mean, I know that what you're saying, but yeah, there probably is a thriller. It's the thread it. They're out to get you. Unless you change um, the number. So we've explained Dave and his weird cartoon death. Stop, Dave. Lydia appears through the wall at the back of the room. Through it? Through it. Yes. She, got, she walks through it? Um, who wants to be the speaker with the disfigured face? Every time, so, uh, is it on? Is, you still have. Oh, to be, it's a. It's a speaker, not a speaker. Like, no. Okay. It's it's a it's a no, person. I, meant, I know. That's what I'm saying with a disfigured face. You still have to be legible. It can be done. I persisted. Trevor. War. No. War. No. You should le- see. That's what's wrong with you. The younger you would have at least let me do the shitty joke and then chastise me for it. But it was kind of interminable. Like, it already felt like it was a really long time. Did it! Yeah. Okay. So just... I, I like your direction. <laughs> just scale it back a little bit Hang so on. we can still understand what you're saying. Let me put something in my mouth. Here we go. That's too big. Put it away, Sean. <laughs> <laughs> Every time somebody said to me, it can't be done, I persisted. I persisted Just and give persist- it like a lisp or something. Every time somebody said to me, it can't be done, I persisted. I persisted and persisted until I proved them wrong. Right on. I hear you on that one. That's, Hold on to that thought. That's the audience. Meaning that you and yeah. him should be doing it. That's, That's why, why he's going like this. this to you. Ah, uh, he is motioning. Are you doing more work? No, I'm right on the page. <laughs> okay, so that was, uh, that was everybody. Do it again. I meant for you to join in, too. I'm not the audience. Right on. I hear you on that one. Hold on to that Oh, my God. Very specific. They must have rehearsed. Yes. Unlike us. The simple fact is this. Wait. Is he any kind of like an accent or something? You're, it's a lip. Just his face? Okay. The simple fact is this. If you try the hardest, if you work the hardest, if you put in the longest hours, you will pull ahead of the pack. Yeah. yeah right. Yeah. Hold yeah. yeah. behind that. Fuck yeah. Dave notices Lydia and frowns. <laughs> Dude, she's not that ugly. Hi. Interior, afterlife corridor. The audience leaves the seminar room. 
going off in different directions. A bum sits with a card saying, hungry and homeless. Lydia comes out with Dave trotting along beside her. I always get a kick out of that guy. He really knows what's important about being dead. What's your name? Uh, Lydia. I'm Dave. So what are your goals? Well, my main goal is to find someone called Beetlejuice. A consumptive kid goes by on a skateboard. Was this written by Kevin Smith? What the fuck is with that name? I, I'm just I'm just picturing like a tuberculosis case <laughs> from the 1800s. Maybe I can help. Really? Sure. Aren't you going to ask me what my goals are? <laughs> oh, sorry. What are your goals? One, get a body. Two, fall in love. Three, qualify for the reincarnation program. Although I don't know. Last time I ended up as a lawyer. You know, for this, with the exception of the second goal, he's basically got the same goals as Chucky. <laughs> yeah. Get a body. Qualify for reincarnation. Interior. He might be finding love. Tiffany, you know. Interior. Yeah, they have a baby. Yeah. He's doing another one, by the way. It's coming out in a month. Well, they're doing a Friday the 13th now, too. Wait, what's the new Chucky called? Uh... Chucky 4? <laughs> no, it's, it's another one of the something of Chucky's. I can't remember. Uh, why of Chuck? The why of Chucky? The last one was really good, actually. Really? Yes, it was. It was a return to the actual child's play, scary. Brad Dourif's daughter is in it, Fiona, who we all loved in Dirk Gently. Uh, one came out three, four years ago. Yeah. Is that and, what you're and they're about? doing a new one. No, they're, they're oh. making one now. Curse of Chucky was that one. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying well, to see that one. I think the last one I saw was it Ride. Went, it went straight to video, but um, undeservedly. But uh, oh, Cult of Chucky. Cult of Chucky. Yeah, and that's the seventh installment. Yep. There's been seven. And uh, Alex Vincent is coming back as Andy Barkley. Andy, little kid. Yep. Andy, the little kid who who he played Andy in the first and second one, and then the third one, Justin Whalen played him. Because Justin Whalen needed the work. Yes. Yes, he did. Moving on. Interior. Phone booth. The phone book is open on the ledge beneath the phone. Lydia is holding Dave up so he can look at the book. Not listed. What do you dial for information? Afterlife corridor and phone booth. I'm assuming that that's supposed to be interior afterlife corridor and phone booth. Through a window in the corridor, huge blue-green bubbles burst upwards. A bum sits with a sign saying, we'll work for food. A man in a loud check jacket and bow tie stands holding a sign saying, wife wanted. (laughs) I should try that. Interior, phone booth. Lydia has the phone to her ear. We value your call. Please don't hang up. Continue to hold and your call will be taken in the order received. Thank you. Interior, operating theater. A surgeon, an anesthetist, and three nurses with beehive hairdos encased in see-through plastic One or a decade they died <laughs> are operating on a patient. They wear green masks and gowns. Lydia and Dave enter through fiberglass swing doors. You can wait on the phone for 20 years. I swear to God. Lydia glances worriedly at the operation. The surgeon has his hand in the patient's opened stomach. <laughs> he pulls out a bloody squid-like animal and throws it into a bucket. Wow, this guy wrote Prometheus before it ever came out. Interior. 
Afterlife Stairway. No, no one saw Prometheus. I saw Prometheus. It was terrible. I heard it was. It good. wasn't that bad. I, heard it was I fell asleep. Good. Really? Yeah, and that's saying something because I love Charlize. Uh, I know. Everyone, just take a minute to think about her. She's the best thing to come out of Africa, except for AIDS. South Africa. Yeah, we got it. I ruined it. You did. I did. You did. The word South was... That's not what... (laughs) That's that's not what was wrong with the joke. (laughs) But yeah, good old Charlize. I'd give her AIDS. (laughs) Lydia and Dave descend into an eerie... I'm sorry, I was focused on how you laugh at your own jokes to make everyone think... It's funny, man. Look, I'm sorry if you guys don't realize it. You're a great crowd, though. Uh... Lydia and Dave dis- Interior Afterlife Stairway Lydia and Dave Descend an eerie stairway To a landing There is a door On the landing Our door <laughs> Our shark Yeah Dave pauses Outside the door Through here Yeah <laughs> Lydia opens the door Exterior Saturn Rings Freeway Lydia clings To the doorknob As she swings out Into space Beyond her is a Saturn-like planet. It's Saturn. They said clearly in the first movie that it's Saturn. Why is it a Saturn-like planet? And it's planet? Saturn's rings. Where the fuck else would it be? Yeah. Wait, the first movie they said the afterlife is on Saturn? No, the afterlife isn't on Saturn. There's a part where, like, if you go through a, a door that you're not supposed to go to because you're confined to, an, like, an area, like if you try to leave your house that you're the ghost of, um, you end up on Saturn where there are sandworms that will eat you. Why? Because that's... I, I don't know. But when Beetlejuice first meets Alec Baldwin, his character's name is Alec Baldwin, as far <laughs> as I'm concerned, he's like, look, you've been to Saturn, I've been to Saturn. We both hate Saturn. Hey, sandworms. You hate them, am I right? Yeah. Um, Saturn-like planet with a giant golden ring around it. Humans with aggressive, snarling expressions are driving in convertibles. Driving, comma, in convertibles. Yeah, that's how English works, I guess. They honk their horns, narrowly miss each other, yell at each other, and race endlessly around the planet's ring. This is on the the ring, not on the planet, on the ring. Yes, that smooth surface of the ring. Because this guy thinks he's Tex Avery. Or... It's it's more clampit, isn't it? Tex Avery's logic actually works within the the, the construct yeah. of the thing. <laughs> Lydia swings back on the door and regains her footing on the floor of the stairwell. You know what, though? At least Tim had a good excuse. At least Tim was like, the visuals are just not yeah. filmable. I liked it. Other than that, I'm. I assure you. Interior stairs and landing. Lydia pulls the door shut. Phew. Sorry, it's this door. He indicates a second door on the landing. They go through. It doesn't say how this bodiless person indicates anything. That's true. Points with his toe. Exterior, snowscape, day. Dave and Lydia materialize on a glacier. It is snowing. As well, far- it... Well, I guess. As far as the eye can see is white snow. Thank you. Thank you for your clarification of what color snow is. Oh, it's yellow when I'm done with it. This way. 
Do you want me to carry you? Hey, don't babysit me. I'm faster on these feet than a lot of guys with legs. Sorry. They walk. How did you come to... I mean, what happened to your... Body? Beats me. Why does anything happen around here? Dave disappears down a hole. Lydia looks down into the hole. Dave? Come on! What's an oove? Out of view. Okay. I'm guessing. I've never seen that in a script ever. Um, Jonathan Gems made it up. Mm. He's like, this shit's gonna catch on! (laughs) O-O-V! Lydia slides down the hole. Yeah. Interior, foyer, afterlife restaurant. Did you fart? No. Lydia and Dave shoot down a slide into the foyer of a restaurant. Behind the reception desk is a woman in black, her face hidden behind a black lace scarf. Did you book? We're not eating. Is Spike here? You'll love this guy. Interior, afterlife restaurant. Lydia and Dave pass the hat check counter. A smartly dressed couple are at a hat check are at the hat check counter. Redundantly. A Chinese girl with no eyes. How can you tell she's Chinese then? <laughs> uh, we were all thinking it. A Chinese girl with no eyes is hunting through the rail of coats. She can see exactly as much as she did when she had eyes. Trevor, you get to read this line. Oh, I guess I'm man. My wife has the beaver! The blind Chinese hat check girl pulls out a beaver coat. The heads on the fur coat are alive, snapping and snarling. Oh, you mean like in Ghostbusters 2? Yeah. New angle. Oh. Yeah, Ghostbusters 2 was out at this point. Yeah. New angle. Thanks for the camera directions, you shit dick. The restaurant is a small, trendy place with... This is 1993 trendy, by the way, so everything is terrible. Uh, It's a small, trendy place with black and white tiled floors, Jackson Pollock paintings on the walls, and bar. Black and white tiled floors? You don't find that in a Tim Burton movie. Well, these ones aren't in a spiral. Oh, silly me. Behind the bar is an aquarium filled with mutant fish. How can you tell, really? Because fish are fucking mutanious anyway. Mutanious is a word. I just made it up, and I've decreed it. Well, I'll go with it. I'll allow it. Lydia helps Dave up onto a bar stool. She's an enabler. That's him. Spike, the waiter. I hope he's British. He's an elegant black man. Hair. He's an elegant black man, so of course oh. he is. I, I know. That's what my, was my first thought. Yeah. Ugh, that, would pick, that would save the film. Wasn't that George, what's his name? Uh, George Wallace. He, he's George Wallace. He said that about when he, when, when he went over to England. And a black, another black guy came up to me and goes, excuse me, sir, what is the time? And I was like, come on, nigga, you can talk to me. Ain't nobody looking. <laughs> Spike, the waiter, is an elegant black man wearing earrings, dark glasses, and a small white apron. He is serving a table of hypnoids. Oh, fuck you. These are headless people dressed like pop stars. They fork spaghetti directly into their necks and suck it in. That does sound pretty rad. Please do Spike's voice as Spike's voice. Spike who? From Buffy. I've got it. Thank you. I'm doing Spike. No. Yeah. Yeah. No, not unless you can do this voice. What's his voice? Because it's the three of it's the two of you, and there's another person. So I'm not gonna fucking not let. Oh, that's right. I'm Dave. Yeah, and you're Lydia. God damn it! Uh, just do. do uh, I'll do Brack. 
<laughs> Do like a punk rock British accent. What but is, but not what, as far. How does Spike from Buffy's talk? That's who we're talking about. I know. How does he talk? Uh, like, uh, listen, Slaya, it's just, just sort of generically British with a little bit of a South London punk to it. So, in other words, the the creepy British guy from Wayne's World too. I had to beat them to no. death with their own shoes. No, no. that's Drew. Hmm. I hate her. I know. All right, I'll, I'll you know what? Spike. I'll try Buster. Yes, yeah, she's not as drunk. Exactly. <laughs> I like that she laughs and she doesn't even know Buster. <laughs> nope. He just... He, yeah. His presence lingers. Where she's sitting, by the way. Uh, seated at other tables are a Bigfoot couple eating daintily with knives and forks. Oh, you see, because it's a juxtaposition. Fucking hack. A snake woman eating eggs. A gourd matador romancing a blue-faced female... Long distance swimmer in a bathing suit. How do we know she's a long distance swimmer? By the type of bathing suit, duh. Clearly. Uh, a bodybuilder in posing pouch. Hmm? Hmm? I don't know. A bodybuilder in posing pouch, drinking a glass pitcher of apricot colored vitamin shake, and an old couple dipping crackers in their soup. Hey, Spike. Oh, Dave. Skin me. They slap hands. Wait, he has hands? No. He just slapped him across the face really hard. (laughs) They slap hands. One of the hypnoids sneezes, blowing spaghetti over Dave. I'd actually like to see that. (laughs) Spike wipes him off with his cloth. You ever catch a guy by the name of Beetle Jewish? (laughs) Juice. That's the first actual joke in this thing. (laughs) Yeah. Wait a second. I'm sorry, I'm British. Wait a second. Spike goes off to attend to a table. Spike knows everybody. Lydia is watching the bodybuilder, who finishes his pitcher. Then his muscles go into spasm. He struggles, falls to the floor, and is strangled by his own neck muscles. Uh, How do you film that? I don't know. Spike returns to the bar. What's the name again? Too British. Beetlejuice. To Dave. Never heard of him. That was good. Spike throws napkin. Spike throws so napkin. the other one. Spike throws napkin <laughs> over his shoulder and heads off through the saloon doors into the kitchen, Check. from which clouds of steam are pouring. Lydia looks disappointed. Naturally. Don't worry. We'll find the sucker. I got connections every place. Lydia goes into a trance. Oh, fuck you. I know people. People know me. I even know people that ordinarily you wouldn't even want to know. Voiceover. Mr. Maui, can you hear me? Can you feel me near you? Lydia. Give me some. Lydia, you are a ghost in the world of the dead. You can do anything. Concentrate. Focus. Visualize. Remember how you called the waves. You went vaguely Sebastian there at the end. (laughs) Because it's the the waves. (laughs) Remember where the grass is greener. (laughs) The seaweed, that is. Under the sea. 
Darling, it's better. Lin- Lindia nod. Lindia. <laughs> Lydia nods. Dave is looking at her, concerned. You okay? Lydia puts her hand on his head. They both disappear. Angolon, old couple. The old man pushes away his empty soup bowl. That soup sure was fulfilling. Just filling. Filling! <laughs> it's I'll like a good book! <laughs> I want to hear Kelly's old lady again. I'll bet it was. Interior, Afterlife Supermarket. What was the point of those old people talking at the end? Was that supposed to be a joke? That's actually a plot point. It's going to show up later. Okay. They're going to save... They're going to sue the restaurant. They're going to save Hawaii. Yeah, I mean, there's... Look, you wouldn't... You wouldn't just put that in. Jonathan Gems would never. Jonathan Gems is a man of character, so... Yes, those characters. He's quite a character, yes. For no reason. Interior, Afterlife Supermarket. Oh, oh, we're getting Here somewhere. Here we go. I told you, page 42. Beetlejuice is sitting on a packing, car- packing carton behind the end of one of the shelves reading Pent Up Magazine. <laughs> Hello? <laughs> Why does everybody sneak up on me? He turns and sees Lydia and Dave. He is stunned. Is it you? Uh-huh. You were doing so much better Shut earlier. Up. Is it you? What else? <laughs> he sounds like Roger Mandy, Macho Man Savage. You ha- listen, you have one more fucking comment about Beetlejuice's fucking, and then I'm just going rogue and doing voices that I know how to do, regardless of if it works. So, what is it? Do you want Orson Welles? Brack? Just, just read your line again, Beetlejuice. Is it you, Gadget? <laughs> uh-huh. How did you get here? Can you just read it as Beetlejuice? Your Beetlejuice is perfect. You know what? It's, it's, it's wonderful. True. It's perfect. It's better than perfect. <laughs> if Roger, it's Kelly. If she if keeps you, blowing her lines. <laughs> What's this? A tweeting bird. A tweeting bird. <laughs> we know that movie way too fucking well. <laughs> Didn't we walk back to the yes. front? We, oh, my God. We walked around downtown and just... No. We walked from the Siesta Village back to my house. And did the whole movie. The whole movie. What movie? Who Framed Roger Rabbit. The sequel of which we're going to be doing on this very show, eventually. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be Roger. Uh, where am I? How did you get Does here? Does that mean I get to be Jessica? Yeah, sure. Yeah. If you want to. You have more of a Eddie Valiant kind of vibe, but whatever. <laughs> fuck it. <laughs> where are we? How did you get here? How did you get here? I came out of my body. That's weird. I want to come in your body. <laughs> Where's your body now, babe? Because that's what he called her on the fucking cartoon. He called her babe and lids. Lids? Yeah. Where's your body now, lids? He touches her. His hand passes through. Dave is shocked. You're not dead. <laughs> I need your help. Sorry. <laughs> I love that Sean clams up. <laughs> yeah, Sean has like a mini seizure every time he does Dave's voice. I put my chin against my chest so I can pretend I don't have a body. <laughs> it helps me. You're like you're like Tim Conway in that Carol Burnett sketch where he's the dentist and he gets the fucking no, shot in his arm. You're like Eddie Redmayne, like Stephen Hawking. Yeah, that's what I'm going for. I'm, <laughs> well, I'm, then, well, I'm, then, I'm Newt Skahawking. Then Doba. Doba, my friend Doba. Where are we? Um, Dave runs off. Dave runs off and hides behind a display of soap powders. They took away my license. 
What can I tell you? Angle on, Dave. This is messing with my head. Because it's in my chin. <laughs> Lydia turns to face Beetlejuice. Okay, if I get your license back, will you, in return, scare some developers off an island? How are we going to get my license back? Will you do it? Give me a second. Beetlejuice steps around into the next aisle and starts furiously masturbating. <laughs> Trevor uh, was able to finish that sentence for me because he knows it's the only word I ever put after the word furiously. Yeah. Interior, next aisle. Alone. And it's also your method. Just, you know. Alone, Beetlejuice ponders. The dark mind cloud appears above him. I want her. I want her. And I want to get out of here. I want to be mortal. Why? Because he doesn't want to be mopping supermarket floors. He can do all sorts of shit. Yeah, like, I'm immortal now, because I'm dead already, so I want to be mortal again. Are you going to be the mind cloud, Sean? Yeah, sure. Okay. She has to fall in love with you. (laughs) No problem. And marry you. He's a cake. We did it in the last movie. Almost. And write a good script. <laughs> ah, fuck. <laughs> Interior, previous, previous aisle, afterlife supermarket. All these aisles. Lydia takes a soup can from the shelf and tears off the label. Okay. Beetlejuice steps around the Because when she's in the real world, she wants to see if it's there again. It's like Doc Brown with the fucking newspaper and shit. Dates changing and whatnot. Beetlejuice steps around the aisle. I'll do it. Good. A blue-white light spreads from Lydia's hand and envelops the label. The label changes into a clean, square piece of paper. What's that? Close on paper. The the typewritten terms of a contract appear magically on the notepaper. A contract. What do we need a contract for, Lids? (laughs) I don't trust you. Dave appears from behind the washing powders. Lydia, we need to talk. Excuse me. She picks up a small piece of spaghetti from Dave's head. Close on, her hand and spaghetti. Bathed in blue light, the string of pasta is turned into a pen. I want to die. Dave watches, amazed, as Lydia gives the pen to Beetlejuice. Sign it. Beetlejuice shrugs and signs the contract. (laughs) Yo, you were pretty cute before, but now you are one beautiful lady. I mean that. (laughs) To Dave, do you still want that body? What? Sure. Lydia extends both her hands toward Dave. Blue-white light beams from her fingertips, enveloping him in light. Beetlejuice watches, appalled, as Dave turns into... Beetlejuice! (gasps) Wait a minute. Whoa! Classic! Would you witness this, please? Dave takes the pen and signs the contract. Uh, Somebody want to tell me what's happening here? Dave, I want you to take his place while we're gone. Wait a minute! How quickly can you do it? Uh, I don't know. Take as long as you want. Dave feels himself all over. This is excellent. Touching his junk. Interior, men's room with full-length mirror. The door opens and... Like, Beetlejuice probably actually has real junk. Like, actual trash. Yeah, there's like a... <laughs> he just reaches down his pants and yeah. there's like... 
half a kitchen sink and a <laughs> carburetor. Dicks the faucet. Interior men's room with full length mirror because that's a thing. Yeah, it is. I've never seen a full length mirror in men's room. You never been to Target or the men's room in Target? I assume you've been to Target. You have that look about you. The door opens and Beetlejuice enters, followed by Lydia. This way. Beetlejuice steps through the mirror. Lydia follows. Interior. Singback barn. What? Oh my god. The plank walls are covered with nautical stuff. A pair of oars, ship's wheel, anchor, lobster pots. It basically looks like a red lobster. Uh, lobster pots, glass floats, nets, etc. Here, a group of singers in 70s San Francisco-type clothes are condemned to sing call-and-response songs for eternity. They are a man on bass fiddle. That's a thing. A man on banjo. Two women in dresses sitting on stools and the lead singer on guitar. I ain't singing. You do it. All right, give me a tune to sing it to. Um, you know what? It sounds kind of like a, like a sea shanty. Um, and the sick Dochelle ran over the plain, but he with his hounds did turn her again. It's there he did hunt in the merry, merry vein among the leaves. So green, oh, which is weird to have an O at the end of the word green. Yeah. Is that a mis... That a, no, and then you say, say is that. Is supposed to say green Yeah, and yeah. then you have a line after. I say, oh, Jackie boy! No, no, you sing it. Oh. It's Jackie boy masters! No, no, it doesn't say sings after Jackie boy. It just says me sang Jackie boy. I it? think he's still... Yeah, this is all call and response. It's a call and response song. Among the leaves so green oh, Jackie boy master. Sing you well. Very well. Hey down. Ho down. Derry derry down. Among the leaves so green oh. With a hey down down. Ho down down. Hey down. Ho down. Derry derry down. Among the leaves so green oh. That was beautiful, guys. You should give up podcasts and go straight into pop. We should anyway. I mean, give up podcasting. <laughs> yes. Faux shizzle. But then, who would ever read this publicly? People. No, no one wants to. Dude, this this script can is actually. Can you blame them? This script is actually for sale. You can buy this script on Amazon. No, you can't. Yes, you can. You can't. For I've how seen much? the preview. I've seen the cover of it. It's ridiculous. You can't buy this on Amazon, or I would have. Okay. Anyway. Uh, Lydia follows Beetlejuice past the singing group. Poor bastards. Beetle. Juice crouches down and exits through the fireplace. Beetle Jewish. That was funny. Interior. Department of Permits Paranormal. The hall is bursting with people, most of them standing in lines which crisscross each other and lead to various counters crowded with piles of documents. In one corner, a dentist is working on a patient's mouth. Next to him is a shine boy polishing the hooves of a satyr. The officials at the busy counters are harassed and angry. There are lots of signs on the walls and hanging from the ceiling. Inquiries. Written tests here. Registration. Checks cashed. No ID required. Bad credit. No problem. Parking lot sale. 
50% savings on discontinued body parts. No he shirts. just spent a whole afternoon just like listing signs. Ooh, this one would be funny to be in there if they ain't gonna. No shirt, no shoes, no head. No way. The people standing in line included include wizards, witches, bishops, gargoyles, witch doctors, yogis, magi, priestess, vampires, demons, and a pope. The screenwriter keeps listing things. Just lists. Lots of lists. And other groups as well. <sighs> Lydia and Beetlejuice are standing next to a witch. He's lying for bioexercise, right? For those that understand, no explanation is necessary. For those that do not understand, no explanation will suffice. You know, I was going to ask you to put some Margaret Hamilton on that, but then, like, your fucking bureaucratic deadpan really won me over. <laughs> Except Thank that you. she's got to talk like Lydia now, which is, like, the same thing. No, there was there was a... Because Lydia, like, doesn't care, but this lady is beyond not caring. She... <laughs> If she wasn't already dead, she would wish she was dead. This is a DMV witch. And this is in my nose. It's a false one. What's, what's wrong with everybody? I didn't read my thing yet. <laughs> Lydia sighs with frustration. <laughs> what's wrong with everybody? <laughs> Tell me about it. Lydia looks at the receptionist seating it, seated at the counter at the end of the li- their line. Jesus. She has an axe lodged in her skull and is dealing with an ancient druid with a long white beard. <laughs> Close on, receptionist. Take this to window E and show your old license, written and practical pass papers, death certificate, and a recent photo. Next. The druid shuffles away, mumbling. Angle on, Lydia. A Lassar light beams. <laughs> it's supposed to be laser? Lassar. But it's Lazar. Laser. A laser light beams from her forehead to that of the receptionist. An aborigine witch doctor has stepped in front of the counter. Not you. She points at Beetlejuice. You. Come to the front. The others scowl and grumble as Beetlejuice moves past them to the front of the line. Angle on. Lydia. Waiting. Psst. Oh, I gotta be this guy. Lydia turns. A dwarf in a trench coat is signaling to her. Over here. What? Lydia goes over to the dwarf who looks her up and down with lust. What do you need? Maybe I can help you out. A bio-exorcist license. Those are a tough item. What do you got? Lydia shrugs and shakes her head inquiringly. Credits? Earwigs? Casino action? Lydia shakes her head. Tell you what, I'll do it for a smoke. A smoke of what? You smoke my cock. Ha! Sorry. You. Angle on, Beetlejuice at the counter. Take this to section D, then follow the blue line. <laughs> like the head jewelry. You free Saturday night? Next. Angle on, Lydia and the dwarf. Lydia and the dwarf. He has his hands on her waist. The dwarf's nostrils expand in size. Lydia dissolves and is sucked into the dwarf's nostrils. He stands in near ecstasy, his eyes closed. Wisps of vaporized Lydia trail from his nostrils. Angle on, Beetlejuice. He is following a blue line painted on the floor. Angle on. He just learned angle on. And he's using it in everything. (laughs) Yeah. Aborigine witch doctor at receptionist counter. I lost my keys! 
What, you don't think Brack when you when you hear the word Aborigine? Angle on. Dwarf. He exhales. Lydia comes back out of his nostrils. Her hair must. <laughs> this was written by my mother. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, am I baked. He opens his coat. Whoa. Mm. The inside is bursting with different documents. He selects a piece of paper and gives it to Lydia. Here. Wait, he fucking took a hit of Lydia? Yes. Dude, fuck this movie. <laughs> that is what everyone who read it said. Close on paper. It is a bioexorcist license, signed and stamped. Fade out. Oh, wait, we got one for that. Right? Fade out. How are we on time? We got about 15 more minutes. Exterior, Hawaiian village, night. An ethereal light spills out from Mr. Maui's hut. Interior, Mr. Maui's hut. Lydia's astral body returns to her earth body. That would be her body. Her earth body wakes. Lydia is groggy and stiff. Mr. Maui enters the shot with a glass of water. Welcome back. Lydia nods, takes the glass of water, and drinks. Thanks. Okay, let's try it. She takes a breath. Beetlejuice. The walls shake. Beetlejuice. The walls shake more. A little less. It's a hut. It said more. (laughs) Masks and wall hangings fall to the floor. Beetlejuice. The door of the hut flies open. A violent wind rushes in. Lydia and Mr. Maui are blown over. The wind dies down. A column of smoke appears. Beetlejuice steps out of the smoke. He is dressed like a parody of a tourist in a hat, dark glasses, shorts, and a t-shirt saying, tight butts drive me nuts, and carrying a giant cooler. Is this the right fashion message? Exterior. Actually, it is. Hotel and Ocean Terrace. Day. The banner at the Ocean Terrace entrance says... Welcome to the Deets Paradise. Nine days to Gala You can't even opening. spell their last name right? In the movie, their last name is D-I-E-T-S. Or Z. Really? Not D-E-E, yeah. Well, Deets nuts. Well, he did his work. Right? He did his work. Did his research. Interior, laundry room, staff block, day. An army of maids is bleaching sheets. The room is full of bleach fumes and steam. For the record, no. Deets is spelled with two E's. For the record, you've been Katie'd. Okay. That needs to be a sound effect. Actually, hang on a second. We can do this right here. We can. Sean, if you could. You've been Katie'd. You want to do the non fucking screech version? (laughs) You've been Katie'd. Oh. You've been Katie'd. Got it. All right. Sorry about that. Throw that in there later. Yeah. Uh, they're bleaching sheets. Oh, the room is full of bleach fumes and steam because you can really film bleach fumes. Those play. Close on. Made poking, swirling. Wa- Why what? does he drop articles? Close on. Made poking, swirling, washer tub filled with sheets with a stick and pouring in bleach. She steps back, coughing. Blood. She just took a head off of Lydia. Exterior, staff block, day. 
The backyard is festooned with sheets drying in the sun. I give this guy five points for using festoon. Same. I deduct five points for using it. Five points to Gryffindor. Fucking homo. Close on drain pipe. The hot white bleach water gushes out of the pipe and into the drain. Does it? Exterior. Woods and river. Why does he double things up so much? Stop it. Exterior woods. There is a river. Jesus. That's how you do that. Exotic Hawaiian woodland with flamboyant flowers. Hail a flower. A bird alights on a tree. Close on sewer pipe. The hot bleach water bubbles into the river. Two semi-bleached frogs come out onto the bank and cough. Frogs don't cough, you fucking asshole. A rainbow trout bellies up the river. A rainbow trout bellies bellies Bellies. up in the river, dead. Oh, so we see it go... Yes. Okay, I get it now. How about goes belly up? Rainbow trout goes belly up. That's how you communicate with words in English. Exterior, golf course, day. Close on, honey catcher bird on tree branch, singing. Delia and Charles, with golf bags, approach the green where their golf balls are. So you still want a divorce? Yes. I don't know what's gotten into you. I've told you a hundred times. You never listen. Tell me again. They have reached... Delia's ball. She selects a club. You get all the money. I share it with you. Are you gonna listen? Okay, okay. She tees up. Bird song continues. You get all the money and all the attention, all the credit and all the success, and I get the menopause. <laughs> she swings and connects with the ball. No metaphor going on here. Close on, tree. The ball hits the honeycatcher bird. Killing it stone dead. Now, a good writer would at this point have that bird turn up in that waiting room in the afterlife. For the record, we really shouldn't comment on what good writers would do. Past episodes have shown that neither one of us is a good writer. Okay, um, a writer slightly less terrible than this guy. I'll accept that. (laughs) Exterior, Beatnik Ranch, day. The meat wagon pulls up outside the ranch. Two security guards get out and open the back doors. This is from like two episodes ago. This guy's just gotten from the hotel to the Beatnik Ranch. I guess they just took him home. There's not very good gas mileage on the meat wagon. And why is it called It doesn't take gas. It takes meat. Two security guards get out and open the back doors. Chemo and the Beatniks... Sounds like a song. I was going to say, that sounds like a band, actually. We are Kimo and the Beatniks. <laughs> we are selling CDs over there. <laughs> we are German. We are German now. <laughs> Nine. We are called Kimo and the Beatniks. This is funny because Germans are not very beatniky. <laughs> and then because I am German, I'm explaining the joke to you because I don't get it either. Ah. <laughs> uh. I, l- I love Germans don't get humor jokes. Yeah. <laughs> Seen Patton Oswalt's whole yes. bit about it? Yeah. No, these, those these are not, do not have those any sniper rifles. What is happening? Kimo <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, and the Beatniks get out, amazed by their unexpected freedom. They are greeted by 
the two ranch dogs. The old I'm... Citroen 2CV arrives. Driven... This is this guy's car, I bet. Yeah. He thinks he's going to be like the next... Uh, Sam Raimi. Sam Raimi, exactly. <laughs> uh, driven by the glassy-eyed Bahuga. Beetlejuice is in the passenger seat. Lydia is in the back seat. He's glassy-eyed because he took another hit off Lydia. Interior, Citroen Day. Are they ever going to explain that? How the fuck do you take a hit off of a person? His nostrils got really big and he inhaled her. Yeah, remember she was was intangible and it was the afterlife where Lydia is a god and can do anything. Because it was her astral body. Fair enough. Not her earth body. You know what? Fair enough. I'm sorry. It was me. I thought this was contrived. Interior, Citroen Day. Better not tell anyone my real name. No. <laughs> Call me Monty. Monty? Yeah, always gotta like that name. They get out. I wish I could. Exterior. It's your show, dude. We don't have to do this. <laughs> Exterior, Beatnik Ranch, day. The delighted Beatniks gather around the Citroen. The, wait, are you sure we haven't been shot into space? You're not my robot friend? Yeah, right. <laughs> Bosses didn't like me. The delighted beatniks. That's plausible. Yeah, very plausible. The delighted beatniks. They would shoot me into space if they could and show me shitty movies. I'm very unlikable. Isn't that right? Yeah. You are like a bull. Yes. I get angry when I see red things. Mm Mm-hmm. The delighted beatniks gather round the And your gigantic balls get cut off so that Mexicans can chase you in the street. (laughs) The guards wait by the meat wagon for instructions. I don't know. It Did was enclosed the first time. Like, if it was a fucking, like, you know, like a truck, like a lunch truck that sold meats, that would, I would get it. But Maybe in the 1930s, when they spelled artifact with an E, <laughs> they called paddy wagons meat wagons. Paddy wagon, man. What was that noise? Sorry, that was my neck. That was my finger. Do you have to outdo me? <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> You're a girl. <clears throat> How did you get us out? Sean has come in his throat. Thanks, Lydia. <laughs> What's that voice? <laughs> That's my valley girl, Sukavati. Yeah, okay. remember, remember Sukavati's like... The American. <laughs> That's, a great, That's a great voice. You should do all the characters with that voice. <laughs> Even Lydia. She's like super hyper now. <laughs> she's actually... She was concerned about doing different voices for different characters, but she's she's a regular yeah. Maria Bamford over here. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Appreciate that. If only she was as funny as Maria Bamford, then we no, wouldn't no, have to do shit. At all. We wouldn't have to do shit at all. Nobody is as funny as Maria Bamford. That's very true. Me, my mom, and a monster. How badly do you want to watch that sitcom? But mom, he, ha- he has to sleep. He doesn't have anywhere to go. Oh, to nowhere to go. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway. Don't thank me. He's the one who did it. This is um, Monty. Hey. The beatniks shake his hand. Oh, sorry, it's me. Muchas gracias, man. How'd you do it? Simple hypnosis. He turns to Bahuga and clicks his fingers. Bahuga gets out of the car and approaches him. He's a magician. Cool. You can go back now. Oh, that's me to Bahuga. You can go back now. But what do I say to Mr. Huge? Coca-Cola. Coca-Cola. The beatniks watch. I I wonder what product placement they're going to be using in this movie. 
The beatniks watch, amazed and amused as Bahuga stumbles to the meat wagon. Back to base. They get into the meat wagon and drive away. Beetlejuice takes Lydius aside. How about you let me have a few days on the beach? I need a little fun. I ain't had a vacation in 400 years. All and right. that's when I watched The Exorcist, which kept getting funnier and funnier every time I saw it. Not to mention the fact you're talking to a dead guy. All so right. The movie. Three days. Then you scare off the developers. <laughs> sure. No problem. Oh, we're done now. Okay. You gave me the thing. Oh, uh, that, oh that I didn't realize you were going to do the next scene. Or you weren't going to do the next scene. Can we do the next scene? Okay. Exterior. Hotel. Marina and Ocean Beach. Day. Oh, now he's got three things going. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, the cinematographer's like, how do I get all these things in one shot? No, the cinematographer, because this fucking idiot has never actually done a real fucking movie before. The cinematographer would never even look at the fucking script. There's nothing in there for them to see. You shouldn't be putting ca- fucking camera shots in your directions. Well, but really, the DP does read the script. Do they really? I thought they just looked at storyboards. Everybody reads the script. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. How would I know that? You worked in the film industry for a week. You're right. I wasn't taking notes. You're right. Uh, series of shots. <laughs> Descriptive. The ocean. The waves are rolling high. The marina. A dozen yachts are moored against the jetties. A passenger ferry is docked at the main jetty. Tourists of all ages are streaming off the gangways. Hawaiian girl greeters in grass skirts. There we go. Put lay around their necks. A group of good-looking surfer boys and girls with bags and surfboards head for the beach. The biggest of the group, I'm not kidding, Biff, Biff, (laughs) pushes through and takes the lead. Hey, butthead, let me take the lead. Three matrons are among the tourists heading for the hotel. It looks nice, but last year Harold and I went to Borneo. Now that was a vacation. You mean Borneo? Borneo. I love how you just repeated it, like, in character. I've been to Borneo. Didn't care for it. Exterior. Hotel beach. Day. The sea is full of swimmers. I thought that said cartoonists for a second. (laughs) Swimmers cartoonists. (laughs) Uh, The sea is full of swimmers, canoeists, windsurfers, and not windsurfers. Close on beach. Well, they could be surfing the, the belt of Saturn. That's true. Or the helium ocean. <laughs> Close on beach. The beach is jumping. That's literally Ho- not true. Hotel Impossible. stewards are renting out towels, beach chairs, and beach umbrellas. Builders and decorators are putting the finishing touches to a tropical beach bar. Two babes in bikinis are sunbathing. And reading magazines. I think you guys should be the babes. I'm trying. I'm trying to rod starling this shit. Hey, girls! Because he's off screen, guys. See, the babes look over the top of their sunglasses, <laughs> like the opening of an '80s fucking buddy cop series. Beetlejuice is standing above them, dressed like a cool New York photographer on holiday. He has a camera in one hand. I'm Bruce Weber. He puts out his hand and smiles politely. The photographer! Melinda shakes his hand, uncertain. 
Bruce Weber, the fashion photographer. The sausage king of Chicago. Both girls sit up and take notice. I'm not working at the moment. I'm on vacation. That's why this camera's in my hand. Yeah, right. <laughs> but when I saw you two beautiful babes lying out here like a pair of mouthwater and weenies in doggy heaven, I said, whoa, get your camera, Bruce. Maybe these chickies want to make the cover of Vogue. Vogue? Beetlejuice nods dun, and dun, walks dun, round dun, them. Dun, Not dun, around dun. them. Walks round. Round them. You know, like an Irish guy. Contemplating them with a professional eye. What's your name, gorgeous? Um, Melinda. Okay, Melinda, I need you on all fours with your butt facing me. He turns inquiringly to Dana. Name? Dana. Dana. Why do you sound like the other bitch? <laughs> what, what you do is sit on her back. And it's just a test shot. Oh, okay. The girls follow instructions. Like this? Rear end? Rear end? Fuck you, movie. That's what old people call butts. Exactly. That's cool, do it. But come on. Rear end out. A shade more, Melinda. He surveys them with a critical eye. Melinda, turn the top half of your body around as far as it'll go. Dana, turn around and face me. But don't move your buns. With two ends. <laughs> they do so. What do I do with my hands? Behind your head. Arch your back. Stick out your jugs. Which is a word he would use, so kudos. Another angle. Two bodybuilders are lifting weights. They notice Beetlejuice and the contorting babes. They're girlfriends. Are you going to tell us a story of sight and sound? What? What's with the stoic fucking voiceover? Oh, I just... My nose is a little stuffy right now, so I figured I'd try my best Snape. It's not great. No. Even I knew who that is. Fucking Alan. Alan Rickman. Mm. Mr. Rest in peace. Mm-hmm. I was waiting for you to read oh, your line, line, Beetlejuice. You didn't finish reading the thing? Yeah, I did. did. You did? Oh. Dana, this could be tricky, but I want you to try it. Lift your right leg. No, no, your right leg, darling. Over Melinda's left shoulder. What was that? That was James Mason. Actually, I think that was more of Eddie Izzard's impression of James Mason. I don't think I can do it. Here, I'll help you. No, oh, hold on, I gotta sneeze. Echo? Yeah. Okay. The bodybuilders put down their weights and walk to where Beetlejuice is pushing and pulling the hookah. The bodybuilders put down their weights and walk over to where... Ha, pause. Get your shit under control. I ain't quiet. I had to go in the bathroom to do some coke. I need a tissue. You know, we should just wrap it up because fuck, man. Yeah, we're almost at the end of the scene. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. The bodybuilders put down their weights and walk over to where Beetlejuice is pushing and pulling the two, the two babes, babes into, into absurdly, absurdly sexy positions. Just as he is adjusting Dana's breasts, he is pushed roughly on the shoulder by Marty. They've already introduced Biff earlier. Mm-hmm. Hey, let me do Marty like yeah, it's on the back of the Yeah, do it. Do it. Hey! You mind? I'm working. 
Like hell you are. That was Troy. Another B-builder. <laughs> it's Bruce Weber, the Vogue photographer. And that's it. That's the end of that scene. Yeah. Fade out. What a, what a way to end that session. Real cliffhanger there, guys. Man, I feel like I'm in an 80s music video with like pink squiggles around me and cool sunglasses on and a I, popped collar. I think that yeah. most days actually. What? Most days I think that actually. Everything around me is wonky and heightened like neon bright colors and it looks like Pee Wee's Playhouse. I think there might be something in your weed. Yeah, THC. That's what makes you high and happy. I'm not happy though because I don't have any more weed. I'm all out. Aww. Yeah. So, hey, what do you think of the part four of Beetlejuice Goes Hawaiian? I, I think I'd like to quote um, Joel Hodgson from Mystery Science Theater 3000 in the episode Pod People. It stinks! Like how my food. <laughs> yeah. Little mini potatoes. I mean, at least he's actually in Hawaii now. That's progress. Yeah, at least he's actually in the movie now. True. It only took 42 pages. Yeah. But eventually we got there. Man, this guy's not even a good amateur writer. Like, he's not even following the three-act structure. Kelly, mm-hmm. did you ever look him up and see what other things he's done other than the... What? Jonathan Gems? Just yeah. Mars Attacks. Yeah, Just, just Mars, Mars Attacks. A- that's it? Yeah. He hasn't done anything since. Like... Writing, acting, directing, editing, yeah. nothing. He's nothing, just a writer. Yeah, what happened was people saw Mars Attacks. Period. I, why do you guys keep knocking Mars Attacks? I love that movie. That speaks loads about you. It fucking, person. you know, the, hey, listen, speaking of loads, have fun on that couch. Oh, but, <laughs> and it's not even mine, it's my fucking 79 year old uncle's. Oh. <laughs> And it's not just semen that you're sitting in either. There are other Why bodily fluids. Why must you drive people away? Again, guys, this will be my last yes. podcast. <laughs> oh my god, the, the amount of fucking work I had to do to clean that fucking awful... I'm sorry. He just he just pissed me off so much. And Where is your 79-year-old uncle getting this many women? Well, not anymore. But, you know, you, know, you, gotta, you gotta take care of yourself, you know? Gotta hey, rub one out. Chicks dig the one-legged dudes. Actually, they prefer the three-legged dudes. Sometimes, I mean, you get it? Yeah, because the penis right. is big enough to be a. You could use it as a kickstand, yeah. Yeah, 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 but also that hurts. So yeah, I know. Believe me. And also, really, right to the rim. Really, uh, kind of the whole way that it works Spinal is that uh, you, you kind, she has to kind of be interested in you before she finds that out about you. Why are you telling me about how to hook up with women? I'm just saying, like, you say chicks are into the three-legged guys, but it's like, I don't having say a it. big dick doesn't help. I don't say that, like, seriously, Get to though. the point where she knows you have a big dick. Well, first of all, if, look, it's in, the, it's in the pamphlet I give them when I meet them. <laughs> Hi, I'm Trevor. Here are some things here, about here, me. Here are my stats. <laughs> Here's my rookie card. Oh, wait, you guys wouldn't get that. That's a sports joke. 
I know what a rookie card is. You know what's funny is that I just, I'm so used to you anytime someone mentions Batman. anything sports related, you're just like, well, I wouldn't know because I don't follow sports because I'm a good person and not a piece of shit. <laughs> you just trash anyone that, like, it was so bad. You even, and understandably, I understand fucking with me for playing golf every Sunday, but your reason for fucking with me wasn't that I was playing golf. It was because I was playing a sport. <laughs> Debatably a sport. Yeah, that's true. I, George Carlin said it best. Have you ever watched golf? It's like watching flies fuck. Unless you're involved in it. It's not interesting. Yeah. So, um, I think it's time to plug some stuff. Trevor, you do the plugging. Kelly, do you uh, have a, a, a website or a, I have an a cam room? Huh? I have an Instagram. Do you just ask if I have a cam room? Yes. Yeah, I did. No, but now I will be making one. Um. <laughs> Live Jasmine with Kelly. Uh, you don't have anything you want to plug? Because we've done like four episodes and not even once looked at her like she... No, we, we talked about her... Uh, but her... we didn't... We, in the wrap-up, we never like say... No, we did. We did? The first time. I don't believe it. Yeah, uh... we talked about her uh, job at Home Depot running their social media. Yeah, so I have go. an Instagram. It's got my cosplay stuff and my modeling go. stuff. And go. it is... Uh, K Levier, so K A Y L E V E A Y. Oh, so not how it's really spelled. No, how it's pronounced, because no one ever gets that. Oh. Well, I had our announcer, I, I had to, when I gave him the instructions to read the thing, I phonetically spelled out your name I for him. I appreciate it. I did that at graduation, and they still fucked it up. This podcast is made by Ferris Wheelhouse. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter at the Ferris House, or visit our pages on SoundCloud.com, YouTube.com, Vimeo.com, DailyMotion.com. And what do they all end in, Sean? Slash Ferris Wheelhouse. Also, uh, subscribe to this one. Just it's right there. Yeah. In the, it's right there in the iTunes. iTunes, baby. Click on subscribe. Get it every Tuesday morning at seven, unless I forgot to advance post it. Like. Uh, couple episodes ago i posted it at like 140 you posted it at? i posted it at like 140 but you know it was still tuesday so fuck you okay fuck me yeah. and that that is the message i would like to leave our listeners with is oh and listen to uh touche el douche every wednesday with me and you and jimmy yes the, the jimmy abusive jimmy the great jimmy williams kelly hasn't met jimmy yet that's no. true that's why she's still here. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Say goodnight, Kelly. Bye, y'all. She didn't say goodnight. No, we're just going to sit here and wait. Bad at following directions. Yes. Ask any of my managers. The voice of Table Reads is Art Carlson. Hey, that's kind of meta. Meta. This podcast was created by Sean McBee and produced by Ferris Wheelhouse. FerrisWheelhouse.net. <laughs> Fuck. Cut to black.